Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. You know what's so remarkable? How they're not even hiding it anymore. They're so convinced they're going to get total power and be able to do whatever they want with it that they're openly telling you where they're going. But even in the annals of that, this was a remarkable speech this weekend by a woman by the name of Christia Freeland. She's the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. She's also the Minister of Finance of Canada. And she's a member of the World Economic Forum's Board of Trustees. She made a jaw-dropping announcement over the weekend in which she purported to speak for Joe Biden and to explain what this generational change that Biden and Obama before him have been promising for a while is actually going to be about. She was in America giving a speech to the graduates at Northeastern University in Boston. She was speaking at their graduation. This is a summary of... One of the most astonishing two minutes full of admissions I've heard from them to date. The way it started was the most remarkable of all. Our time of tranquility is over and we are living in an age of change. Our time of tranquility is over? That sounds like we're headed into violence. I mean, what are the antonyms for tranquility? Agitation, chaos, disturbance, turbulence, and yes, even violence. It was an odd thing to say, and it went downhill from there. We're living through what President Biden, on a visit to my country in March, called an inflection point. A time of transformation, he said, that comes once every five or six generations. She then addressed the parents and the students and said how lucky they were to be able to shape this, their generation. But she was really clear. They didn't have a choice about going through this inflection point where the tranquility would end. And what exactly would this anti-tranquil inflection point involve? Now, like it or not, you are graduating into that inflection point. So what is this inflection point? What is this upheaval which is going to the roots of humanity itself? An upheaval that's going to go to the roots of humanity itself. Fuck, this sounds incredibly violent. What will it be about, Christia? There are many ways to describe this transformational moment, but I think they all come down to one fundamental question. 
does capitalist democracy still work? That's the question being posed around kitchen tables in my country and this one as parents wonder if our children can count on capitalist democracy's essential promise of a future more prosperous than our present. Whoa, she's describing nothing less than the end of capitalism. I mean, this coming from the World Economic Forum's Board of Trustees and the number two person in charge in Canada, it's a big deal. But then she went a step further. We won't just be jettisoning capitalism here. Democracy will have to go too. And it is the question being posed by our shrinking glaciers and our warming oceans, which are asking us, wordlessly but emphatically, if democratic societies can rise to the existential challenge of climate change. Let me bottom line this for you. She's talking about a violent overthrow, communist overthrow of capitalist systems and any form of representative government. And she's just so casual about it. It's like she's a little girl skipping rope and chewing bubble gum. Knowing what she'd propose at the end, go back to the beginning again and listen to her declare your life as you know it, your culture as you know it, your country as you know it is over. And you don't get to have peace anymore. Our time of tranquility is over. On the second playthrough of this, once I learned where she was heading, this gave me chills. Now listen to her again say with absolute certainty that this will happen and you will have no choice but to be a part of it. Now, like it or not, you are graduating into that inflection point. And what's so remarkable here is she purports to be speaking for Joe Biden. Like, we're all on the same page. We know the tranquility's going to end. We're going to go violent. Yeah, and uh, capitalism going to have to go. And then this democracy we keep telling you about, yeah, that's going to have to go too. And we're all on the same page, including Biden. We're living through what President Biden, on a visit to my country in March, called an inflection point. What might this not-so-tranquil inflection point look like? We actually got a sneak peek of where they're going in The Federalist this weekend. Up till now, we joked about things like this, but this makes it clear they're not messing around. The headline is, these 14 American cities have a target of banning meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. It's called the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. It's made up so far of 14 major American cities that are pledging by the year 2030, to go to zero meat consumption allowed, zero dairy consumption allowed, just, women are going to freak out over this, three new clothing items per person, per year. That's it. So you want that bikini in the summer, it's going to cost you. You're going to have like what? You buy one pair of pants for winter and um, yeah, maybe one shirt for summer. And that's it, folks. We're all going to look like Oliver Twist (laughs) with those clothes falling off of us into patches. Zero private vehicle ownership. And if you behave, one short flight per person every three years, but only a return flight. You don't get to go both ways like Al Gore 
and John Kerry on their private planes. C40 is largely funded by Democrat billionaire Michael Bloomberg. And over 100 cities across the world make up the organization. In the U.S., it's Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. So all the usual suspects. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But what this describes, folks, is a grinding level of poverty. But this sure looks voluntary for now, you say. Actually, I think what it is is a glimpse into their agenda, where they're going. They're just trying to build support for it. A lot of what will cause this is actually already in place. Like take the car part. Now you're probably thinking, they'll never get away with banning cars. Oh, they won't have to. Biden already took care of that. Remember this article from Front Page Magazine? Headline, Biden bans 53% of Americans from buying cars. They actually did the math and discovered if the plan is to force, as Biden has dictated, 67% of new car sales to be electric by 2032, Even in 2023 prices, 53% of American families won't qualify for the loan to buy a new EV because they don't make enough money. Well, fine then, Tara. They'll just buy gas-powered cars. No, no, they won't. With his tailpipe regulations, Joe Biden guaranteed, you remember, that gas-powered cars will now cost more than EVs. So what did they do? They just banned the majority of Americans from ever buying a new car. And look, all those people are going to be competing for older cars. Those will go through the roof, too. Folks, if this stays in place, if we cannot win the presidency and overturn this, you're going to start to see in 2030, 2032, the norm becoming one car per family until it's none car per family. And what about the rest of it? They can just do it through central bank digital currency. Well, Americans aren't super aware of that yet. It's a dollar absolutely controlled by governments and bankers down to what you can buy with it. Folks in Europe won't shut up about how this is coming. Here's the latest, for instance, from Agustin Carstens. He's the governor of the Central Bank of Mexico and the head of the International Bank of Settlements, the Central Bank of Central Banks. Uh, For example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, A key difference with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that m- makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. Like creepy Christia Freeland from the beginning of this podcast, he sure seems convinced this is coming, doesn't he? Now for the freaky finale. I've told you for a year now, the most important news story last year was when, in the summer... European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde 
teamed up with our central bank president, Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, to announce that when they did central bank digital currency, it would not be anonymous. Nope, they're going to have to track every single transaction. Oh, and you'll need a government ID to use it. Well, here she is last week. Again, this is the head of the European Central Bank describing how in the EU, any cash transaction over a thousand euros is already banned. We'll jail you for it. And we're going to have to go ahead and bust that down to about 300, 400 euros. That's as much as you'll be allowed to spend in cash. The rest of it cannot be allowed to be anonymous. We must track you. There will be control. You're right. You're completely right. We are preparing the ground. We want to be ready. Um, we want to be trained, but it will not be decided until October 23. Mm. As I said, I don't want Meta, Google, or Amazon to suddenly come up with a currency that will take over the sovereignty of Europe. Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. So you take mm -hmm. your risk. You get caught, you are fined, or you go in jail. But you know, the, the the digital euro is going to have a limited amount of control. There will be control. You're right. You're completely right. Mm -hmm. We are considering whether for very small amounts, you know, anything that is around 300, 400 euros, we could have a mechanism where there is zero control. But that could be. Sorry, it cuts off there. She said, but that could be dangerous. What, for them? Notice her timeline there. She's got to hurry and get this done before Meta, Google. What, what is she talking about? She's talking about Bitcoin. She's talking about maybe a currency from BRICS, the you know China-Russia partnership, any kind of free currency that people could run to quickly from the American and European totalitarian currency. But what about the system she's describing? Is it new? Nah, it's old. The left doesn't have new ideas. It's the exact system that existed in the USSR, their main mechanism for control. A lot of Americans think that was being hauled out of your house in the middle of the night by some police state. And they did that too, but that wasn't their main means of control. Fear of the black market was, specifically fear of having to trade on it to eat. In Soviet Russia, your place on the breadline was everything because everybody knew they ran out of food and clothes and toothpaste the further back in the line you were. The people with the best jobs got the best place in line. And how did you get the best job? Working hard? No, being of value to the party. Your level of industry and talent actually didn't matter. Those in the best standing with the party, in other words, those most compliant, got the best jobs and thus the best place online. If you got left toward the end, you were damned because they were going to run out before they got to you. Then to eat, you'd have to exist on the gray or black market. That was illegal. You couldn't barter, sell, or trade. You'd go to prison, the gulag, or you'd starve to death. So fear of offending the party was almost total. You could lose your job and thus you're placed in line for that. That is the exact system she's talking about here. Add a Chinese style social credit component to it. And guess what? It's going to determine who's first in line. You're exactly where the ironically named Christian Freeland just described in a post-democratic, post-capitalist world. 
of total authoritarian power. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. On the PhD weight loss plan, I lost 29 pounds in six months and it changed my life. I've battled my weight all my life. I have to say this is the easiest weight loss plan I've ever been on for one reason. I wasn't hungry. I can do anything if I wasn't hungry. For seven months now, I've been in maintenance and I've been able to keep those 30 pounds off. But it hasn't just changed my life. Our news director lost 50 pounds. My producer, Chris, 60. And then my general manager, 60. If you've thought about doing something like this, but you are hesitant, let me tell you one of the advantages of doing PhD weight loss. You can go in and weigh in, or you can do it over the phone at home. Remotely, there are huge conveniences to doing it this way, and they've always had the sophisticated at-home program, which means you can do it from anywhere in the country or right here in Greenville, Charlotte, or Asheville if you would like to go in and meet face-to-face with one of their coaches. The magic of PhD is the one-on-one weekly weigh-ins and coaching, either in person or remotely. Could PhD weight loss be the solution you've been looking for? Find them online, myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.